what's going on? Welcome back to Screen Speak. It's the podcast that is all about movies, life, and so much more. I'm Jordan Anderson. I run this thing, and I really thank you for taking the time to come by and give it a listen. Uh, wherever it is that you're listening to this at, could be in the shower, could be on the road, could be at the gym, could be... Do you listen to this when you sleep? That'd be weird. I wouldn't want to listen to my voice when falling asleep, but enough of that. Uh, I have a guest. I have another guest here on the podcast. It's been a while since I've had a guest, uh, though it actually feels funny calling you a guest because it's my wife, Isola Hamayo. Hello, everyone. That's me. Yes. So I have finally talked you into coming on the podcast. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) I mean, did I talk to you in the coming on this, or is it like more like I begged and then you got (laughs) mad and you're just like, okay, I'm going to go on so that he'll shut up and stop asking me to get on this? Yes, but I'm already aware that he will probably ask me to come again, so I guess this is it for my life, you know, guys. I have no other way to just get out of it. I mean, I haven't... I signed the papers, so... (laughs) You signed the papers? Is that what you you said? Yes. 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 Um, Now, okay, so before I talk about the movie that we're going to be talking about and everything like that, I'd just like to give the audience a sense of how we met and all that stuff, because you are my wife. I can say that now out loud. I'm not quite used to saying it, so maybe it'll help if I say it a lot in this episode. My wife, my wife, my wife. (laughs) Okay, how did I meet you? Oh, he met me on Tinder to be just straightforward. Last time that I was in America doing part of my PhD. And as I think you guys can guess, I'm not from America. Wait, what would, what, why? What, what, would, what are you talking about? I think they can guess because of my accent. What or, accent? I don't know. My English is just like perfect and I have no accent then. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I, take your time and guess where I am from. Oh yeah, maybe I shouldn't. Well, actually, no. I was I was going to say maybe they could guess, but I've talked about you in the podcast oh, before, and you. I think I've mentioned where you're from. So they would they you'll have to go back into an episode and look. So haha, you have to listen to more episodes. I think I have heard you talking about me on the episodes, but anyway, I'm from Brazil. <clears> so <throat> we met in 2019 when I was here studying the University of Iowa in Iowa City, actually, not even in, in the same city. So. This is the first time we are living in the same city and also in the same house and everything else. So That's true. It's been a fun experience. Fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't you see my face laughing? Yeah. You seem, <laughs> seem really uh, I, I can't I can't tell. Should I be afraid? Uh maybe. I think I told you early on that to me it seems like a healthy relationship is built upon fear and respect. Maybe exactly. respect well and love. Yeah. Probably just fear. More fear. Because <laughs> I'm afraid. I am I am kind of afraid of you sometimes. Should be. Yeah. You're intimidating. I like that. I know. Or as you say, I know. Stop. That's oh. not how I sound. What are you Oops. talking about? I just got physically assaulted by her. I just want, you can't every, I want prove. people to know. I was just like slapping my own leg. <laughs> sure. Anyway... This is a movie podcast. I'm sure you know that I do this, right? This isn't a surprise to you that I run this? Not really. Do you watch movies? 
not as much as Jordan do, but this, but but we I watched watch. this movie together. Yes, we. Oh, since I have met you, I have watched a lot more movies than I have ever watched in my whole life. Maybe I have already watched more movies since I met you than like all the twenty no seven years before. Really. If I, like, if, like the entirety of your life, you're saying for like the two th- or sorry, what are we at? Three, 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 years three years that we have known each other. I've shown yes, you more movies. Probably. That's crazy. I, I mean, maybe it, maybe it's true. Cause like, yes, even, because every time we have free time, let's watch a movie. So I feel like you're a TV show person. I Guess I can be, but I also don't watch a lot of TV shows either. So I guess I just don't know what I do with my life on my free time. No, because the reason I say TV show person, and it's not to say this as like a bad thing or anything like that, but I've noticed that with movies, if it's, let's say, longer than an hour and a half, that is in your eyes kind of long. And I feel like you either will fall asleep you might lose interest True. or something like that. Whereas I feel like for TV show, for whatever reason, your attention span is easier when things are broken off into episodic chunks. No, yes, I agree with that. But what mm-hmm. I'm saying is that like, it's not like I have watched a lot of TV shows either. Right. So Except Friends. I have watched Friends. You like Friends. I do. And we should not go on that road right now, Jordan. That'd make for an interesting podcast. For another one, though, because this is movies, not not TV shows. Yeah. Okay, so why did you want to talk about the movie that we're going to be talking about today, King Richard? Oh, yeah, like Jordan said, he has been asking me to be on the podcast for a while now. And we just watched this movie this week after the Oscars, and I was just interested in watching it and everything that happened in the Oscar. And we decided, and so I just like, you know, was the last movie we have watched. I really like it, the movie. I really like it. And that's not really common because sometimes I'm just like, I like, but I don't really like. So maybe that's why. Well, I have a feeling that we'll be able to talk about a number of interesting things in this movie. I mean, I I feel like I, I do this a lot for just movies in general. I'm pretty good at thinking them in yeah. multifaceted ways. I can pick them apart yes, a little guys, bit. Yes, guys. One thing that I have to share with you is <laughs> oh, I that know what you're going to say. I already know I know you that. know, but they don't. <clears throat> Every time I watch a movie with Jordan, I have to make sure I have like one hour, you know, after the movie. One hour, my or something. No, it is not one hour. <laughs> Almost. Because after the movie... Oh, before the movie, sometimes I get a pre-class, and then after the movie, I get a full one hour long or even more class about the movie. Sometimes I just want to sleep, but he doesn't let me. We will be talking about the movie, about the lights, about the cameras, about the director, about... (sighs) Yes, it's not that I don't like it, but... <clears throat> Sometimes I just want to watch the movie, you know, and don't have to discuss about every detail. Well, fair enough, but I'm glad that you put up with my love of film, and I'm glad you're here as well. Of course. Yes. Hope- I appreciate it, and I think it's cute and beautiful how much you love movies and just how much you know about it. Well, I really care about it. I think I, mm-hmm. I, I think I told you actually early on when we you know, we first started dating is that movies are such an impactful part of my life 
they shape who I am still to yeah, this day. Yeah, you would choose movies over me. I have heard about I it. did not say that. But you would. <laughs> no, no, no. But it would be a hard decision. I know that. I mean, it'd have to be a really good movie. Like, or movies. Jordan. What? <laughs> be careful with what you say. <laughs> it's being recorded. I can use it against you. Uh, I mean, it's not live. I can always edit this thing out. You would have no uh -huh. idea. I remember. Yeah. I could just pretend. Like, well, never mind. Okay, so I'm going to talk about, well, we are going to talk about King Richard. Uh, so this movie came out November 19th of uh, uh, 2021. It's hard to believe it's that recent, I guess. It feels, I, I don't know why I'm saying that. See, that's where I should have had that edit segment out there, cause just to cut that out. But anyways, this movie came out November 2021. Stars Will Smith, uh, John Bernthal's in a supporting role. I can't think of the two girls that play Venus and Serena Williams. Okay, I got it right here. It's uh, Sanaya Sidney, and this is uh, Demi Singleton. I think I'm saying that right. Those are the girls that played uh, Venus and Serena Williams. And then uh, Anjanu Ellis played the mother of the, the Williams girls. So... I'm going to read the synopsis here, and then, uh, yeah, we're just going to dive right on into our thoughts on King Richard. So, here's the synopsis. Armed with a clear vision and a brazen 78-page plan, Richard Williams is determined to write his two daughters, Venus and Serena, into history. Training on tennis courts in Compton, California, Richard shapes the girls' unyielding commitment and keen intuition— Together, the Williams family defies seemingly insurmountable odds and the prevailing expectations that are laid out before them. It's a pretty good synopsis. Yes, pretty straightforward. <clears throat> now, the first thing that comes to mind, at least when I think of this movie, is one, I mean, the reason I'm talking about it just overall, I do enjoy this movie. I would recommend it. It is worth a watch. Oscar co Oscar controversy lesson. stuff aside, like ignore that stuff and watch the movie for what it is. The movie. Yes. There the, are a lot of life Serena lessons. And uh, what's her name? Uh, Venus. Venus deserve you guys to watch it because they are great and Richard too, of course, and the wife <clears> too. <throat> that I don't remember the name. Oh, people, you guys will get to know me if you get to know me. You will see that I am really bad in remembering people's name. And even worse in remembering like people from the movies. So, but you know who Will Smith is. Yes, Richard. <coughs> yes, that's right. But what's the name of the wife? Oh, her character. Yes. Uh, that is Brandy. Brandy, Brandy Williams. Okay. Yes. Um, but the, so so the first thing I think about when I think of this movie is the role that fatherhood plays in it, and I actually thought it was a refreshing way to. Not only approach, uh, <clears throat> not only to approach just a biopic because the movie is about the accomplishments primarily of Serena and Venus Williams, but it's very much driven by the father. So I thought that was a unique way to approach their story as tennis superstars. Mm -hmm. But then, what I actually found more interesting in the movie is just a lot of the underlying messages and ideas and. Um, perspective that it shows uh that fathers have like being a good father there's a lot of things that the movie shows about like what it takes maybe to be a good father maybe sometimes when a father crosses the line too does too much 
yeah. because love is powerful and, uh, you know, a father's supposed to provide and teach and guide. And I don't know. I just I, I found the movie refreshing on how much focus it had on the father and a person being a positive father and not like there being, um, you know, crazy family drama or a couple that didn't get along the whole time. Or doing like the cliche where it's like the dad's gone and the mom's raising all the kids by herself. And grant you, it's a true story, so you have to go off the facts. But I just don't see a lot of movies that show the benefits of what a strong uh, foundation a father can provide to a family if he's actually, you know, doing what he's supposed to do. Mm -hmm. But... What I was curious about uh, in this movie is that his influence on Venus and Serena Williams, I would argue that the movie portrays it to be positive, but do you ever think that his influence maybe could at times like overshadow their own interests that they might have? Um, I don't know if I can think about that based on what I, I saw in the movies. On the movies, it always seemed that they were interested on, like, on tennis. So it really seemed like they liked what he was doing. Him could have been too much, maybe, but could not have worked the way that it did. They could have just got traumatized and like bad stuff, but it worked out. So I can't contest, you know, against facts. Well, what do you think were... Like, okay, so, like, if we're looking at the movie, what did you think were his most positive attributes or examples that he provided for the girls? Oh, his discipline. And just, like, make the plan, follow the plan. Make the plan, follow the plan. It's really, like... Yeah, that was actually interesting, because you, you almost kind of... always talk <clears throat> about just, like, you have a plan. Well, and at the beginning of the movie, you almost sort of shake it off because he's like, I got this plan for my girls that I like wrote, like, and it just sounds like he's being a cute dad. But then yeah. as the movie goes on, you're like, oh, he really like, has he's a plan. legit, he has a plan and he's not wavering from the plan. Mm, yeah, and I think the girls really get his plan too, and they were moving along with him <laughs> on the plan. That's why it worked out, you know, if they didn't want to follow the plan, it wouldn't work. Like, uh... At the beginning, it seemed that he, like, the plan was was for, like, all the sisters. And then, because there were five, right? Yeah, there were five, I think, total. Yeah, but then, like, as the movie went on, like, you could see that, like, just Joe, Serena, and Venus were, were Venus? Yeah, Venus. Venus. Just them two, like, were interested on doing the movie, on doing the, like, going on the career for tennis and everything. So... If they were not, like, on the same page of him, it wouldn't work. So. And he let the other ones don't do it, you know. So I I think that he really saw something on them. And Yeah, I, I, I think he overall is a very positive example for a father portrayed in the movie. And also, I, I mean, it seems like Venus and Serena are... Oh, my gosh. I have my phone on. What am I doing? If it was me... Hmm? Yeah, I, w- I can't believe that. that. That is a first. I yeah. cannot believe my phone was on during the recording of the podcast. My apologies. Humblest apologies. <laughs> anyway. Don't worry, guys. I will make him pay for that. Yeah, how? You will know. Oh, physical violence. Okay. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so, 
I think overall he's a very positive figure in the movie, Richard Williams. Uh, I agree that he was extremely disciplined, uh, mm-hmm. almost to like an unbelievable degree yeah. that most people would give up after a year or two, maybe even less than that. I mean, today's day and yeah, age, I feel like a lot of people... Yeah, he would work, he would teach them, like, coach them. Yeah. He would, like... I don't know, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Like and he, like we said, there were five yeah. kids. Can yeah. you imagine? And the other kids would sometimes be there and watch, and he and would... And help, pro- even help, right? <clears throat> yeah, and he would, uh, he would provide... Um, not only, of course, like a home and stability and whatnot, but he would take them to like their practices. He'd help. He helped get them actual professional coaching that he strived for for years. He made videos for them, tried to teach them like media training, like how to talk to people. They never uh, talked in the movie. Like how how does he know about tennis? Because he coached them really well too. Well, I think it showed at least from what I can tell, he's totally self-taught. I think he developed an early interest in the sport himself and saw that there was like an elegance to the sport, a class, a grace to it, because as the movie shows, uh, African Americans weren't really that uh-huh. much into the sport, and let alone <laughs> even if African Americans were in the sport, it was typically associated as being a rich people sport. Something yeah. that people with money could only really participate in and get good at because it takes a lot of money. Uh, to, you know, really take the sport seriously. Uh, But anyways, I think early on in the movie it shows that when he wasn't doing the coaching himself and taking him to the practices, he had that night job, uh, Mm -hmm. working security, and he clearly had some downtime there, and I think he just read up. He studied and studied and studied. And I think that's how he did it. Yeah. And he was also, like, talking about, like, a good father... He was also really good on, like, balancing it out. So he always made sure that they would work hard, but they would play hard, too, you know? Like, they mm-hmm. would have fun time and everything. And it's just crazy how he was able to just have that balance, you know? I also liked how, <clears throat> apart from the discipline that he instilled on them and focus and drive and everything else, he was extremely big on humility, uh, oh yeah, it's like true. there, there was a, par- a couple parts in the movie where the girls would maybe get excited about doing well and that type of thing, and he's like, "No, like you seriously, it's like I won't let you guys play if that's how you're like you do not do that." Yeah, like it's he was true. very firm about that, but he was very smart about the way that he did it. He's never like screamed, he never like yelled or screamed, like you don't do that. He didn't like curse or anything like that. It's just he, the way he carried himself was very good for those girls. Yeah. Really good example, like you said, just like what we should be as parents. And And he worked them hard, too, which Mm -hmm. that that would maybe be a source of potential controversy for depending on the person that's watching the movie, because even the the neighbor across the street, right, Mm -hmm. could almost be well, the neighbor across the street almost is like there to be the audience member that would say, well, maybe they, they shouldn't be worked that hard. You're doing a lot. You're having them practice at nighttime, practice in the rain. Like, they have school to do. Like, you mm-hmm. you know, they need to be kids. Like, you're just treating them <laughs> like they're, you know, professional athletes already. And they're barely even, like, 10 years old. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. So, I think, I mean, some of that would be questionable. But I do think, overall, his hard work ethic and discipline and focus, it's something that a lot of a lot of families miss out on. And I don't think I really see a lot of... You just you just don't hear about that 
that level of discipline and commitment to two children at least from a father's perspective i don't hear about it that much yeah uh, now <clears throat> i want to talk about some of the the negative side of his influence as well um i don't think he was perfect i think the movie was showing that at times he would sometimes get almost self-involved with it uh, he'd like the cameras he'd like the attention or sometimes mm -hmm. he would be kind of bullheaded and stubborn and not really listen to the input of others or there, yeah, even his wife right like some yeah because there were because there would be numerous times where he would make a decision for the girls without even talking to anybody about it he's like yep I, I just did it yeah his wife would have to remember him that they were a team a lot of times yeah mm -hmm. I really like that one scene in the kitchen where she mm -hmm. kind of like finally has enough of like him trying to run the show because he's a very confident person. Yeah. Which is because good he for had the, the plan. <laughs> yeah, because he had the plan. And he's very sure of himself. But at the same time, it's like and I think he learns this, too, eventually, that as much as he tries to do himself, he has to let go a little bit. Because they have that one scene where early on he finds the first professional coach, but even he's trying to coach while the coach is he's doing coaching. the coaching. <laughs> and the coach is like, Richard, like, like you've done a great job though so far, but like, let, let me, like, let me help. Like, you don't need to. Yeah. <clears throat> but of course, I think that could be that could be hard too, because when you've worked so hard to see your children get to a moment. It, it would be hard to, sure. to let go, yeah. to let that level of control go to somebody else that you don't really know. Yeah, even more when he knows he does a good job. So um, <clears throat> Now, another thing I really wanted to talk about in this movie that I just could not help but think of all the different possible hypotheticals with it is I, I can't rem recall exactly what age he started teaching the girls tennis, but... The fact that they actually ended up, like, good, not just good, but great, legends. You know, it is like the one uh, person in the movie says where it's like, that's like saying, like, like you got the next Mozart living in your house. It's like crazy. the odds, And not only the next, but the one after the next. So, yes, like, the both. two, like, it's crazy, like. Yeah, because I just think it's like, okay, even if I have the most disciplined commitment in the world and I'm taking them to practice every day, blah, 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 there's no guarantee that they're going to have actual skill to do it. Yeah, but his confidence was really high, and I think that also <clears throat> made it work, you know, because he just believed and kept doing it until he got there, basically. Yeah, it does, it does say a lot about the power of just sheer will and belief in yourself. Yeah. You know, not taking no for an answer, just, you know, grinding down and just do put it in yeah, the work. Yeah, that's another thing. He heard a lot <laughs> of no's. Like, a lot of no's. A lot of no's. And I don't know how he was like that. I'm, I was really proud of him after the movie. I'm like, that's really a good example of a human, you know, not only a father, just like what we should do in our lives and this kind of stuff. Well, back to the hypothetical <laughs> side. So, one, there's the very small chance of success in the fact that even if you are incredibly hardworking and, you know, instilling discipline on these girls, they might, they, they just might not be good mm -hmm. at tennis. There mm -hmm. is that possibility. But then I, I think from the girl's perspective that it's like, a, you know, I, I, I've known kids where, like, let's say a father loves basketball, mm -hmm. but the son doesn't, doesn't really give a shit. Like, they just, they're like, well, I don't, like, my dad, like, like wants me to play, but I don't really want to play. Like, 
I just, it just, I, it makes me think like, it's great. The girls went along with the plan. Obviously it did tremendous benefits for them, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, what if they ever push back against him? They're like, dad, like we don't want to play tennis. We want to do yeah. something else. I just wonder like what would have, what happened? could have happened? Cause I don't know that necessarily every kid would be so willing to dedicate their lives to their father's vision for them. Yeah, I think it's just because they really loved it too. So, well, and I think, he, and I think the if prob- they didn't love and <clears throat> they didn't follow the plan, it would not have worked at all. Well, and that's what I was going to sort of allude to is that I think the reason why it worked was because the father genuinely wanted them to succeed, and that he sometimes could make it about himself, but he really wanted it for them. And I think he was still a good father, a, a, just a well-balanced father all around. Yeah. So, like, he would reward them when they did well. He would be happy when they did well. He didn't, like... He would you know, have he fun would, he would, he would Yeah, he, he would work them hard, but he'd always say, have fun, have fun. I don't yeah, want you to, like... He that. wouldn't be like, you know, get your ass out there. Like, he wouldn't do anything like that. Yeah, he always would say in the movie, like, remember, you were just <clears throat> having fun. Just go and have fun. So, I think that's also really important too well because and we've talked about and this. he was really aware like of uh what the high pressure could do with them yeah and that yeah, was one that. of the reasons why they would not play uh what do you what do they call juniors it? they would not play juniors and everybody would judge him but he was just observing what was happening with the other kids that were playing juniors and like how <clears throat> bad it was for their mental health. And he just decided that it doesn't matter like what other people think, what other people do. They could have or been, what money they get off. Exactly. They could have been making a lot of money really much earlier, but he didn't want to take a chance of hurting their like mental health hard uh, too hard too soon basically and just their natural growth they were just he was just like making sure that they would grow and that they would be mature and ready not only regarding the sport itself but like because he knew they were good enough like talking about tennis but he was not sure if they would like their mental health their maturity were were like ready was ready to go to the next level so he kind of protected the, the kids too and that's really cute too that's that's the way i saw it and <clears throat> i could see the perspective though too of like the the upper league tennis coaches that have worked hard to get the girls to where they're at and they want to see them play in the tournaments because at the end of the day it is a competitive sport you want to compete so there's that coach that's played by John uh, John Bernthal, who I thought he actually did a phenomenal job. He's a great actor, great character actor. I've seen him in so many so many movies, but I really thought that he did a good job. I like the voice, his mustache. He was he was a fun coach. Yeah. But he worked hard too. Like he had a really contagious energy about him. So um, I really liked him in that. But I understood his pain sometimes sure. because he, he's running this tennis academy of people that are trying to become superstars and Venus and Serena, they're like, they're like it. And he's like, okay, like they're great. Let's like, go. like, like they're ahead of like most people. And he's like, nah, nah, like not, we're, not, we're not, we're not doing not that. Yet. And he's like, oh my God, like I'm going to go insane because for someone like that, he wants to push, he wants competition. Yeah. But I do agree that holding them back was a smart thing. 
And he didn't hold them back. I think he did it for like just the right amount of time, almost to the point where if he had done it for much longer, they would have pushed back on him and been like, okay, dad, like we get what you're doing, but come on. Yeah. Um, but I liked it because they just need, they need to be kids. Exactly. They, they what, don't need all what, the, the pressures and stuff of everything else. Like They like, needed to have <clears throat> fun, really fun to just like enjoy what they were doing. That was really well, smart of him. And do you remember this scene? Because this was one, I think this happened before like the scene where he pulls him for practice just to go to Disneyland. <laughs> yes. Uh, which that was, that was a, a funny <laughs> funny scene they're just like yeah we're going to yes. disney and, like, and the, the coach wanted to kill him basically yes but before that um and this is something we'll get to a little bit later on is that the movie also has a lot to say about um race relations uh, between uh white white people and african americans and from the neighborhood that they come from compton it's not at all unusual for them to see uh gang uh gangs around gang violence uh you know, just bad news between whites and blacks hurting each other. Uh, of course, at the time, this was in the 90s when this movie took place, <clears throat> there's this one scene where the girls, they're all, I think, excited about uh, winning one of their first tournaments or something like that. It's very early on in the movie. And in the other room, the mom is seeing the now infamous beating of Rodney King, which I don't know if you know like what that story is, but it was one of the first... I don't want to say one of the first, but it was one of the first times like on a national level that attention got picked up on police brutality against African-American people. Oh, I remember this scene. Yeah. I mean, the guy, I'm not, this is not to be like a Rodney King segue or anything like that, but the case, the guy got pulled over from the cops. He was on drugs of some kind, so he was under the influence. He wasn't innocent. But the the police definitely went too far. Like they started beating him up with billy clubs. There was like five of them. It was ridiculous. That's terrible. Yeah, absolutely terrible. But I noticed during that scene when when he's seeing it, he's seeing it. But like you can kind of see the fear in his eyes without saying it. That like oh god, like if I steer from the plan or or veer away from it too much, my girls are going to get caught up. In, mm-hmm. in what's going on in the world they're they're gonna get swept into bad things because yeah. of race and i think he was always afraid of that yeah they were really aware about the race thing yeah and that's something that i can't really say i can like pretend to relate to it myself just because you know i am white so i'm not really gonna understand mm-hmm. like how that truly feels for like someone of another race to feel you know, threatened, um, but based on the color of their skin, but it was just, it was just interesting that he always kept those things in the back of his mind, whether it was the pressures of tennis and what that could do to his girl's mental health, um, how they're looked at by race. He was always very much aware of that. Um, so it, yeah, it's just very, very interesting to think about. Yeah. Because on the movie they show that on the tennis people are mostly white, and the two girls were basically the only blacks there. And sometimes it would be hard on them too in the beginning. So, mm-hmm. and it also shows like <clears throat> how important they were on just opening the doors for, you know, all races in the sport, which is really nice because, you know, just having the doors open in any sport for any race is really what it all should be about. So, talking about the 
the odds that were against them. You know, we talked about the potential of them maybe not being good at tennis or they're, them just not sticking to the discipline of having to, you know, having what it takes to be a professional athlete. But <clears throat> I want to talk about the, the bad neighborhood that they came from, uh, which is oh in Compton, God. California. It's basically, you know, it's a ghetto. It's, uh, it's a poor area of California. Uh, not a lot of... Um, not a lot of great things, I guess, have happened out of that, but I, I don't want to say that it's necessarily true. I'm sure other people from uh, of prominence have, have come out of there before. I, I think, actually, Ice Cube came out of there from NWA. But <clears throat> early on in the movie, one of the things that was, uh, I think, it, I mean, it was scary, is, like, the girls would try to practice at this, oh, yeah. uh, you know, local tennis court there, but there it'd be patrolled by, like, this gang uh, one of the daughters would get harassed, the oldest one. Yes. And they they even, like, beat the shit out of the dad. Like, like once or twice they hit him. Um, yeah. And, like, call him the N-word. Um, they also were totally against them. Yeah. Totally. Like, And that's just from one perspective alone. Because just from being in that area, their odds go dr- drastically down. down. Then the race, then, like, just... Well, not to mention their income. The income, the sport that was not open for for poor people, and just the odds. Even they were, if they were rich, even if they were white, even if they were like in the best neighbor of the world, even the odds are worried still against them because it's like two amazing players in the same house, from the same bed and the same mom. It's like what? It's crazy. The whole story, I mean, the fact that it's a true story is, I mean, it is really great. And it, and it's inspiring, too. Um, I like seeing movies like that because I think that for a lot of people, not not only does it inspire them to want to reach higher and, and do more with their life, but I think it shows that if you can apply yourself and get lucky basically that you can get confidence and and start believing in yourself and actually do something that matters um and that's something i want to talk about is just confidence the subject of confidence because i think it's very important in this movie i don't think that the williams girls everything else that we've talked about aside if they didn't have the confidence they would lose um and i'm just curious isola where you think confidence comes from what do you mean? Like, how do you think somebody becomes confident? Like, what makes a person believe in themselves? Oh, my gosh. That's that's a hard one. A lot of things. Uh, on their case, I think that the confidence they had on themselves came a lot from their dad and their mom. And I think on most cases, like, the people that raise us and how much they will just, you know... Just encourage us to do harder things, to do to go further. It helps a lot in, in building the person's confidence. So in do their you... case, I really think that like their parents were like the reason they were so confident because he never, never even when he would hear things from other people, but he would never like, oh maybe you are not that good. He would always say, you are good. And for me, I think that my confidence comes from that too. So from my mom just always saying that I could do more than what I really trusted I could do. So that's why I think that it really comes from not only 
but I would say that really importantly from parents and whoever raises you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would agree um, for, for some of those things, for sure. I mean, competence comes from a number of different places, but it does start with your mom and dad or presuming, you know, if you even have both of them or one of them. Um, or neither of them and or, just somebody else. Yeah, I mean, it comes from a care. Whoever is giving you care, whoever provides for you, that is the person that's going to start shaping you. They're going to, you know, decide something for you. I think of myself, uh, confidence is something I struggled with for uh, all my life, really. I was very timid in high school and very, I mean, very shy as a kid. Um, wasn't really till I got to college that I started to, I guess, become my own person. And I just say started to because I don't even think by the time I finished college that I was fully there yet. I, I still, and still to this day, probably have a long ways to go on that, uh, because if there's one thing that my 31 years has taught me is that confidence, like real confidence, that's not put on to impress somebody or to, you know, you know, mm-hmm. fake it till you make it, as they say, but like real confidence, it's not easy to get. Yeah, it is true. not easy to get. And it's something that I think even the most confident people, I feel like they would tell you that it, it takes constant work to maintain a level of it if you are lucky enough to even be able to get it. And I don't know if I'm at that. I, I don't know if I'll ever be at that like perfect level of it, but I certainly know it's something I can always work on. Yeah, it's true. It's really important. Yeah. Um, now, I, I wanted to go back to... Uh, talked about your mom and her importance of confidence but on the subject of fathers do you think your father was you know an influential figure in a way or do you think like his influence mattered as much as much as your mom's for the confidence thing just confidence yourself like who you are like how they shape you i am i'm sure because he helped raise me so you always learn things with those people so yeah, as far as the confidence, I think more about my mom in this subject than my dad, but yeah. But <clears throat> maybe I should I should ask you uh, the question like this. Say you didn't have your mom or your dad. They just like okay. they in this hypothetical they don't exist. Do you think you would be able to have as much of a shot at being a confident person without them? Like, or do you think that it's integral that a person needs to have, like, a family structure in order to build it? No, I think not only them, because not only them helped me. Like, I had a lot of friends and good people, basically, that would just encourage me and just, like, kind of remind me of who I am and, like, the power that I have and what I can do and how far I can go. So... And then once I started seeing, like, it happening in real life, I guess then I didn't need as much as, like, outside people telling me what I could do because I was seeing what I could do. And so I became more confident as I saw as I started seeing the results. But when you are little, it's kind of hard to be confident because you don't see the results yet, so. I think there's certain people in life that... And I'm not. I don't think this is a lot of people. I think it's a it's a minority of the human population. But there are some people that 
it's like the harder circumstance they have, the more it drives them to Mm -hmm. succeed. I'm not saying that everybody's like that, though. I don't think it's a big portion of the population. There's a reason why there's only a handful of people per like on a per capita basis that are actually famous than than ones that are not. Um, But I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, I don't know if necessarily like having a family is necessary to to achieve greatness or a level of a high level of confidence but i don't think it'll it would hurt anything and if you're lucky enough to have a good one i think it just gives you a leg up it gives you a leg up at an earlier at an earlier place in your life that if you're lucky enough to have a solid family you have a good mom and a good dad that are working together to work hard for you i mean if you're lucky enough to have it's that like alone, you, are, you should you should already be ahead of the game in a way. Yeah, you are a step forward <clears throat> than other people. But it doesn't mean that who doesn't have it won't get there. You know, we that don't have it would just need to work harder. And that's it. So, talked a lot about family values, confidence, um, family dynamics, that sort of thing. But you know, the one thing I haven't talked about in this episode... That uh, you know, this movie's all about tennis. True. Tennis. Yeah, which have I you played really it? Know a lot of, never. Did you know like any of the rules about tennis? Like when you watch this movie? Not really. I could understand though, but I don't really know the rules. Actually, I was surprised with one of the rules that the other the player can just take a break for as oh, long yeah. as they want <laughs> and be out there for whoever time whatever time they need and while the other player is just waiting so that's really annoying and i kind of hope they change that rule i don't know the fullest extent of it i i could google it right now but there's some other things i wanted to talk about on there but yes when that moment in the movie happens where they're in a high stakes game and the person's just like, uh, like I'm going to take a break and let them just, and I'm just going to let them sit there and stew and like throw, throw off their, their psychology or their, their mental game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know much about that. I can tell you, I, I did have the opportunity to play tennis a couple of times as a kid. Really? Yeah. We actually, the, the, the private school that I went to, there was a, there was a little tennis court actually across the street. It's actually close by to the Colonel Stadium mm-hmm. over there. There's a couple of they might still be there for all I know. I don't I don't know, uh, but we used to go over there sometimes, uh, either for like PE, um, physical education, and and play tennis. Sometimes mm-hmm. this was around probably like the fourth or fifth grade. I want to say. I don't think I was ever good at it. Um, I most often would smack the crap out of the ball, hit it way harder than it needed to, so it'd go like flying over the fence. It's like you know, it's not baseball; it's it's tennis. It's a it's a back and forth. I don't think I was meant to be a tennis superstar. I'll yeah. say that. Do they play tennis in Brazil? I, I wasn't sure if you knew that. Well, I when I was growing up, I didn't see people playing tennis. Was not really common i would say now lately i have been seeing more people uh playing tennis and other sports other than just like soccer like brazil is known for but i don't have any experience with tennis and i really don't know anybody that does play it like for real uh i have a 
coworker. That's also another difference, you know, <clears throat> like this. Uh, like I think maybe a cultural difference. Uh, we don't have as much as investments in sports in Brazil as you guys have here in America. So, like those, in what way? Like just like like from like a financial school, perspective? Yes, and just like schools, they don't have like a lot of investments on these schools on the different sports, a lot of different sports, and like the public schools mainly don't have like. It's too structure bad. or like coaching or not really, nothing really even close to what you guys have here. Like since really a young age and like most schools have it and it's just like such a big deal to be good on in, in, in some sports. So I think, I think it's changing slowly, in but Bra- it's, yes, it's yeah. changing. But not even close to, like, the values that you guys have here and, like, the importance that you give to sports and, yeah, so. It's interesting with, with the when you talk about the values of sports because I, I think I've probably mentioned it before on here. I am by no means a sports fanatic. I respect sports. I like stories about sports. I even like to watch them sometimes casually, but I, I've never really been a big fan or participant in them really myself. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think. I was I, I just had the point in my head, and now it's escaping. What? I think you say that like even if you, you don't <clears throat> play, you are not like a fan, but you oh, appreciate okay. the values yes. of it. Thank you. I, I, I'm, I'm back on track. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, the thing I was going to uh, mention just when we're, when we're talking about the value of sports and whatnot is that I I do see there being a number of benefits, especially at a younger age. I mean, yeah. for one, it just gives uh, children or kids a way to, uh, you know, use the energy that they have. It's healthy just from a physical perspective that they're able to burn off energy and get that out of their system, which is good. Uh, there's a lot of things I'm sure I could say about uh, the the teamwork dynamics that a sport teaches you, showing you how to work together towards a common goal. The confidence, the confidence, uh, social skills too. I mean, you have to work with other people and you have to participate with other people. You have to learn to lose. Yeah. You have to learn to lose. Um, so, I mean, I know there's a number of life, uh, lessons that go into it. And I would also, I would also probably make the case that depending on the, the neighborhood that the sport is taking place in, it's also a way to keep them off the streets, you know, keep them out of trouble. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just, uh, I, I guess I would hope that Brazil would maybe be able to do more with that. I think a lot of the people, uh, Americans anyway, that listen, they just think, Oh, well, don't they all just play soccer all the time? Soccer, soccer, soccer. <laughs> they play for soccer teams. But like you, you told me once before that, yeah, just cause they play soccer doesn't mean they do it in a stadium. Yeah, exactly. Like they played in the streets, or they played in their backyards, or like everywhere. Uh, Okay, I want to talk about the acting just for a minute. In particular, Will Smith. Uh, What did you think of Will Smith in this movie? He was really good. I mean, I uh, I don't know a lot about movies, so I can't really judge. But I guess he was really good. Otherwise, he wouldn't have got the Oscar, right? So that's kind of easy to say. But I really like it. He's, I I kind of get involved with the, in this case with Richard, so it's kind of weird. Like and uh, for me it was really easy to like don't see Will Smith on it and just see like 
who he was performing <clears throat> and just just like also uh, I want to talk about not only him I mean you said you want to talk more about him but uh, we also watched like a, a really a short video about uh, the movie and uh, Will Smith said that the act actresses that played Venus and Serena that they were like also really good because they were able to learn a lot of tennis and like just do the scenes and everything in a really short period and i think that they also were really good oh on, yeah on, on their acting well, and, and they, they are like to... young mm -hmm. you know and like one of them i don't remember which one i think was the one that played serena I don't remember, but he said that she was right, uh, she was left hand, and she had to learn to do everything for tennis that she was yeah, first. She was camera. not, she was not a player, so she didn't know how to play tennis. So she had to to learn, and as it was not hard enough, she had to learn to do it with her right hand, while she was left handed. So it's like really even harder. And they were just really good on the acting and everything. Yeah. So, like, and yes, and like <clears throat> Will Smith was not, was like really not Will Smith for me on that movie. He was like no. really like Richard. He was just, you really, really, really good. Well, he had like the, because the, the father's, I believe, is from an area in Louisiana because he has a little bit of a southern draw to him when he talks. He's got a little bit of an accent. Um, I didn't realize that he was wearing, you know, he's wearing a hairpiece in the movie. He has some prosthetic makeup on. He even put in like a, a, set, a set of fake teeth and, and some, uh, they showed a behind the scenes thing. They have like a thing in his lip that like helps his mouth protrude out a little bit more. Nothing like in your face obvious, like, oh, he's like you wearing a bunch tell. of stuff. Like he, he makes it seem very natural. Uh, but he has to act with all those different materials and things going into his performance. And I did think he was great. I, I thought probably my favorite scenes with him were like he really was showing his acting chops. Uh, one in particular was the scene where he finally is going to allow uh, Venus to compete. And they have like this one-on-one -on, -one on the tennis court. And, he, and they're both crying. And it's very, it's very emotional. A lot of stuff like built up to that moment. Um, <clears throat> but then also the scene, too, where... He, he gets beat up by these kids um, for trying to protect his daughter. He he conveyed a lot in his eyes just sh like showing somebody that like instinctually wants to like reach back and hurt them for like trying to hurt him and his family, but also having to maintain control. Um, so there was a lot of really good acting I thought that he did on that. And yes, the girls were great. Um, <clears throat> and when you talk about them having to, excuse me, <clears throat> Uh, be convincing tennis players you know they're doing it all on camera and yeah you can use body doubles and i and i know they did in a couple of scenes uh for some of the stuff that they might not be able to do but that's a lot of work for young actresses to be able to do that and not to mention you're playing someone who is basically like the michael jordan the muhammad ali of a sport like they venus and serena williams are pretty much the top of tennis yeah. so that's a lot uh, but I but I thought they they all handled it brilliantly. I mean, the cast in the movie uh, absolutely kills it. And yeah, I just <clears throat> th this is a really good movie. Uh, there's a lot of great things to take away from the movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, but the very last thing I did want to talk about with you, and I promise I don't want to talk about it 
for a lot, but it's hard for me not to talk about it, is, of course, Will Smith winning his Oscar and that slap that happened. I I don't want it to detract from all the positive things we've been saying about the movie, but it's hard for me not to mention it, especially because, ironically, and again, it's just a movie, but the character of Richard Williams oftentimes has to be disciplined, and he has to stifle his impulses. He has to control himself. And he has to uh, accept that he's beaten down yeah. by bad people and not reacting and controlling himself just because, you know, he had something greater uh, looking to look forward. So for me, to make a long story short, after the slap, Will Smith should just have gone home and watched the movie again because I think he didn't learn the lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I, <clears throat> I'm not gonna, like, I already, I think I just said it a minute ago. I'm not gonna give, like, this, like, big breakdown on the slap. There's enough videos out there to, to get your satisfaction for that. People have discussed it enough about that, I guess. Yeah, they've talked about it enough, but I bring it up just because it is sad for me that, a movie that was so good, and I, I don't even know who the director of the movie is. I gotta look it up here. It was uh, directed by a man, a man named uh, Ronaldo Marcus Green. Uh, I hope he continues making movies because I don't know. I'm oh, sure he's great. probably directed movies before, but I've, I've never heard of him, and I think he did a great job. But it's just sad when a movie like this gets on the platform of the Oscars and. It's so inspiring and so good on so many levels. And to just have it get shrouded over by controversy is, it's just sad. Yeah, so, so please don't uh, stop watching the movie because of Will's Meet or. Yeah. Anyway, just watch the movie. The movie was really good. And uh, yeah, I felt like. With the Oscar thing, like this lab thing, I just felt really sad and really sorry for everyone involved on that. And after I watched that movie, I felt even more sorry and sadier, <laughs> more sad. Just because, you know, like Jordan said, it's such a great movie that it's not worth it. And it's like, it's really not fair with the family, with the directors with everybody that was involved that people would just get distracted from the movie to this lab. So just focus back on the movie, guys, because the movie is really good. And I think the movie says everything, you know. I really think that, like, he should just have gone home and just watch the movie again because it really shows a lot of self-control and just, like, you know... Sometimes we have to be hurting by people and not hurt back, basically. Well said. And my last thought on on that whole subject and whatnot is that separate the art from the artist. I mean, I'm not saying that I condone Will Smith and, yeah, he made a bad mistake on public television and or national television is what I was trying to say. International. Uh, international. I mean, yeah, it's like it's one of the most viewed shows, uh, award shows uh, on the planet. But at the end of the day, he's human, and he made made a bad bad mistake, 
And it does happen. And yeah, I don't want to give a spoiler, but in one scene of the movie, it kind of showed that the father almost, almost, he was really close to doing like a really bad mistake. And God just, I guess, I believe in God if you don't, just whatever, uh, just took him away from that. And uh, that scene was really good. Yeah, and helping him to don't do it, you know, to control himself and don't hurt back. So I really think that what happened with Will was just like the same thing. He was just like really, but the thing is that instead of having just like God controlling him to have him step back instead of hurting back, uh, evil, like him said, just used him on his best time. Yeah, I I just I hope that people can move past what happened and and hopefully focus on, you know, what this movie is really all about and and hopefully can um look look past all the controversy of the Oscar crap and just look at the movie for what it is. It's a very inspiring movie and not just inspiring from the subject matter, but it's inspiring on the the side of the actors because there's some really great performances in the movie. Um, it's a well shot movie and I, I mean, I couldn't go on and on, but I think I've made my case. King Richard is a movie that's worth watching. And I would actually say it's worth owning. Uh, if you like physical, and I don't agree with that some most times, if you like physical media, like me buy King Richard, I am not selling any copies, but, uh, yeah, you should buy it. It's it's on HBO. So if you have it, just watch it there and it will be. (sighs) agree to disagree on that one physical media forever okay isola we're at the end of the podcast was nice being here guys i hope you like it to hear me to hear my accent to just hear my mistakes in english to just you know hear us talking about this stuff was it as bad as you thought it was going to be being here it's not bad it's fine so i might come back guys do you want to be back? If you want to be back, just, uh, I don't know, share the podcast, view the podcast a lot. If we have a lot of views in this podcast, then you guys will get me back. If not, that's the last time. Oh, hey, you should put like a, an exit message in Portuguese for anyone that is in oh, Brazil. Oh, in Brazil, listening to this. Yeah. So, gente, se vocês assistiram, ouviram, no caso, esse podcast, compartilha com todo mundo. Se tiver muitos views, nós iremos ter outros podcasts. E aí vocês vão ver eu e Jordan aqui conversando, discutindo sobre os filmes, que é mais ou menos o que a gente faz na nossa vida, no nosso dia a dia, após os filmes, porque isso é o que ele gosta de fazer. Só que agora a gente tá compartilhando um pouquinho com vocês. Obrigada por ouvirem. Um cheiro! What she said. Okay. Take care, everybody. I will see you all on the next episode. Bye-bye.